Welcome to the audio podcast ministry of The Bridge. In all that we do, our priority is to lead all people from all places to be all in with Jesus. We hope that by providing this message in this way, it will be an encouragement to those of you who have already decided to follow Jesus, as well as a way home for those of you who have not yet said yes to him. You can find out more as well as support this ministry by going to bridgeclarksville.com. Hey friends, uh, we want to welcome you to um, a new podcast that we're producing here at The Bridge. Um, We're hoping to do this every Monday, it's a plan, where we sit with our pastor and we just review some of the things that we um, learned in uh, the message that was brought the day before. My name is Josh, I'm one of the pastors here at The Bridge. With me is Pastor Chad Rowland. He is um, the the, the leader of our church and then we have uh, Jesse over there, Jesse's our student pastor and Uh, We hope different leaders or or staff members in the church can join with us from week to week. But the main thing here is really just as we've processed through what we heard yesterday, whether um, we're the one that communicated or not, um, what are some things that maybe have stuck with us or that we could maybe even talk about and unpack a little more for the people that were here or even for those who might watch or listen to this that aren't a part of the bridge. I always think that there's some... Um, good truth that comes after we've just sat on something that that we've been taught for a little bit and we've been able to kind of process through it. Um, So yesterday um, we wrapped up a few weeks where you've been taking us through the Sermon on the Mount and we've been looking at the teachings of Jesus um, through that, through his, through that message there and you ended yesterday uh, at a halfway point in, in Matthew 6 where Jesus gives this instruction. It, it's really a command mm-hmm. when he says, um, basically, don't worry about anything. You know, don't, don't have anxiety about life and the things that you go through. And when you started that, um, you talked about how that's one of the more difficult commands. And I like how you went back to... Um, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, and he was going through, well, you've heard it said, don't murder or don't commit adultery, but I tell you these things. And the people are like, oh, okay, yeah, we can get that. But this is the one, if we hear it even today, like, don't worry about life. And we hit the brakes there. And I got to thinking about, uh, you mentioned it's one of the hardest commands, I got to thinking about some of the things that Jesus has commanded of his followers. You know, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and you know deny yourself daily take up your cross and we would say man those are probably some of the hardest ones but i think this would be right up there with them um what do y'all think of that is is worry something that maybe you battle yourself i think uh i think well the reason i believe that it's probably more difficult than others is um, some of the other commands are responses to obvious sins that um, are they're, they're destructive, and we know it even if we struggle with it. Um, where worry just feels like it's a nagging thing. It doesn't really offend us. It's just we've gotten so comfortable doing it, I don't think it's viewed as a sin. So when Jesus says, don't do it, um, I think it's, well, that's just kind of who I am. I'm a worry wart. I worry. I stress. I I'm a planner, I'm a realist. We have all the different ways to explain away the fact that worry is actually uh, an offense to God. And I don't think we view it that way because we don't maybe see it for what it is, a lack of trust in God's plan, God's control, God's ability, strength, His love for us. So 
Um, I think the others are just, they're more obvious um, and, uh, and often a response, you know, to a, to a overt sin where worry, I don't think very many people see worry as a sin. Yeah, I agree with you. It's almost the lack of faith is more of the 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 sin part of it. Because if you're worrying, that means you don't trust, like you were saying, that God mm-hmm. is going to provide and take right. care of you. Right. Yeah, it's That's an interesting way to put it, that we don't necessarily view that as a sin. Um, and I think that's true, um, that it, we think, well, this is just normal. Life's hard. We don't know things. Worry is part of that. And but again, the life that Jesus called us to live is so radically different than the normal life that the way we live and interact with problems or issues in our life should come across as unnatural to the people around us. You know, like, why aren't you worried about this? You know, really, that's going on. You're, you're not worried? And what a great way to, to open up then in the conversation. Of, well, we have peace. I have peace because... You know, I know truths, and you mentioned some truths yesterday about that God loves us, He's in control, and His values are ultimate. We should embrace those. Um, you, you said something else yesterday that I thought you may have gotten an email on. Um, I don't know if you did or not, but talking about sports and um, that God does not value sports. They're not valued in the kingdom the way we value them. Um, but you, you mentioned even you were that dad that was praying yeah. that the sun shot would go into the goal and it didn't. Um, we do put a lot of value on things like sports, whether we're involved or our kids or we're just watching um, on TV and we get worried about things. But it got me thinking, are there other things in life that maybe people value highly like that that really aren't of high value in the kingdom? I'm sure there are. I mean, I, I think sometimes... Uh teaching and preaching is therapy um, so I'm mentioning sports because it's probably harder for me yeah. <laughs> um, to deal with I don't think anyone's gonna love sport as much as I do um, so it's a little bit of me just sitting on the couch and sharing with my church family this is what I struggle with um, but just in the sense that um, it is something I value, therefore I think about it more, I ultimately pray about it more, and I get frustrated more or stressed out more over that um, than probably anything else. And so um, so for me, in the end, I, I guess anything that we put incredible emotional investment in that is not going to make an eternal difference and that we're not going to take with us when we leave this world is ultimately just an overreach in value um so i don't know i mean i I guess you could say your perception how people perceive you you know reputation that kind of thing would be another one Uh, we tend to worry about how everybody's perceiving everything we say and do and how we look and obviously those things are important to god um or a lot nearly as much as we are i think where we have a hard time discern what we have a hard time discerning is how god could care about the athlete and not care as much about the outcome of the game and because we've conditioned ourselves if I don't win then I'm then I'm not good at it which is just entirely not true so uh, so I don't know I mean I think perception reputation um, sports um, I guess those would be the obvious I mean you work with our teenagers Jesse what do you what do you feel like man yeah I feel like there's a lot of value on like education 
and stuff and like everybody puts their worth in that and there's a lot of worry in the education and making sure I got to get to college I got to make sure I have a 4.0 I got to make sure that I get the the right job that's going to pay well so I can have the house so I can have the family and it's there's a lot of worrying and all that I'm sure God wants us to be able to you know be taken care of and stuff and to be able to build those families and you know good comfortable situations right not not true at all but we put our worry on that, right? And uh, I think a lot of the teens are starting to feel the stress of that. And I, obviously, teenagers working with them, there is a lot more worry that is out, maybe voiced than with adults. Adults want we we want to make sure we sound like we have it together when we're talking to each other. Where teens will open up and say, "Dude, I'm stressed out about this. I'm worried about this. I don't know what's about to happen. You know, what are my parents going to stay together or not? Am I going to fail this class? Am I even going to get into college? What am I going to do when I graduate? What if this girl breaks up? To, you know, like." And they're so open about it. And it, it, I think it's fed on a lot by just the world today. Uh, there's a lot of feeding on worry and stress. Um, and so it almost becomes a part of the identity. Like you were saying, like, oh, I'm just a worry ward. I just worry about everything. That's who I am. Um, but I think yeah, we put a lot of value in sports. We put a lot of value in education, our relationships, our bodies, our you know fitness, all that sort of stuff. Um, but... I, and that you know, obviously the control, like your three points, but that it's so hard for some reason to accept that and just give up control. I think that's the key of it, control. But. Well, and I'm glad you said that because the the three things you mentioned as far as okay, we need to retrain our minds. You know, this is our battle against worrying anxiety is embracing what is true and exchanging what we believe is true, but it's really a lie. For what is true, you you said either God loves us or He doesn't. Well, we know He loves us, and either He's in control or He isn't. Well, we believe He's in control, and either I'm going to live by His values or my values. And so, there's really only one of those three that we affect the outcome right. of that. Right? He does love us, no matter what we think. He is in control, no matter what we think. But then we have that choice of okay, am I going to value what He values? Or I'm going to value what I want to value. And I think what you were getting towards is if we're just putting our values out there as the ultimate, that's what we're bringing in our eyes, what we're thinking about, and um, those are the things that we think we need, then yeah, we're going to be worried and stressed because then we've got to try to control that. And a lot of those things are outside of our control. So what is it about making the determination of I'm going to value the things of the kingdom that really allows us then to obey this command of not worrying. Yeah, I think uh, in the end, we're simply responsible for loving God and loving people, period. Um, we love God by serving and honoring, respecting people. Um, and I know if I have done those things, that there is what... I can only describe as a smile on God's face as he watches me live. And to know that my life is not producing, but um, giving God reason to smile in a way of saying, well done, I, I really couldn't care less what anybody else says or thinks or feels or, you know, or how anyone else judges what I do because the creator of the entire universe is looking going, you got the most, you got the thing that I care about the most, right. You got that right today. And, uh, and that's, that's priceless for me. And, and that's, that's a journey. And really, as I was 
thinking through this entire week, I, I think the whole journey of faith is the de-worryfication of a life. I mean, it's, I am worried that I'm not going to be accepted, therefore I make these immoral choices. I'm worried you're not going to like me, therefore I deceive and I want you to perceive me a certain way. I'm worried I'm not going to be able to provide, so I look at ways of cheating and financially being able to get ahead. I'm worried about this. And so really the journey of faith is just being able to trust God and say, this is what I want. These are the resources you have given me, but I know you still love me. You're still in control. And if I will trust your order and your gifting, then I'm going to be okay. Uh, but it's at the moment I choose not to trust you in faith and respond to my own feelings of worry, my emotion of worry, that's when all of the anti-faith things come out of my life. So really, worry may be the beginning ugly point. Living by faith is the end. I think the, the whole journey of faith is really just letting go of this perception that it's about me and it's all on me and just entrusting God to provide. It doesn't mean we don't do anything. It just, I think faith is the de-worification. I know that's not a word. It is now. <laughs> the de-worification of life. Um, and, the, and, and the older I get, the longer I've walked with Jesus, um, I think it just makes sense that the more I learn to align you know, my values. In the same way, like with you, with, with young people, it was probably a year ago, there was a third, fourth, fifth grade girl, I don't know, stopped me after church and said, um, can I talk with you? And I was hoping she was wanting to give her life to Jesus, and she was wanting to share that um, her, she and her fourth grade boyfriend broke up or something. And like, how does she work through that? You know, so it's, you know, I wanted to be sensitive to the moment. So I took a knee and just was like, oh, wow, that's, that's really hard stuff, you know. But in my head, I walked away going, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is, uh, this is so, so insignificant. But for her, in that moment, it was really, really big. And uh, Jesse's got a baby now, and, you know, his son, Sam, is going to scream. But it's, um, if, once you get over this, this shrill, uh, it's really comical because he's just wanting to know, do you love me? Can you take care of everything around me to protect me? And ultimately, you're going to give me what I need to make the right decision. And yeah, I mean, it's covered. And if he could process your love, your control, and how you're going to guide him, he'd never cry again. But obviously, you're just beginning. He's yeah. three weeks old. But I mean, it's, but he just, he doesn't know that about you yet. And I think the longer I walk with Jesus, the more I'm just going, okay, it's fine. He loves me. He's got this. Even if I fall, he's got this. So I'm just going to love what he loves, hate what he hates, and then trust him to, to provide. So um, I think that's a whole de-worification thing that I'm probably going to talk about or write about one day. I like the that. de-worification. Maybe we put well, that up on the core values wall and pursue de-worification. It's a little difficult to read when I envision that, but <laughs> other than that, it's spelled. some really tiny yeah, letters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's say, and, and, and um, maybe as we wrap up this conversation, Somebody hearing this for the first time and life, everything around them seems to be falling apart. They've never really thought about trusting God's way, but they hear this like, okay, I want first thing in the morning they wake up. Like what, what's that first step? We talk about celebrating every step. What's that first step for them to take? 
to begin to move from worry. I think if that's the transformation of your thinking and then transforming, renewing your mind, uh, which means the very first, my first action at least, you can't control maybe your first thought in the beginning, but the first action has to be to acknowledge God's love and God's control. Um, So before my feet hit the floor, I'm talking to Jesus and listening to him. Um, Before my feet hit the floor, I grab my Bible beside, I mean, I just, and that seems so wooden and ritualistic. I understand that. But now after a good five years or so of the same habit that I started, um, it's just what I do. I mean, I, I don't even talk to my wife sometimes before I talk to Jesus. Um, and, uh, it's not, I don't love her. I just, I know I'm a better husband if I've talked and listened yeah. to him first. So it's, it just begins with that. And, uh, and then it shapes, shapes my day. Um, it doesn't mean my day is not, you know, doesn't have temptations to worry and be anxious, but, uh, but I've at least begun acknowledging the Creator loves me, is with me, is listening to me, and uh, and I ask you, hey, help me out. I want to align my life with yours. I want nothing more than to be able to meet you back here in about eighteen hours, knowing I've honored you, and uh, and God has a way of blessing those kind of prayers. Man, awesome. Uh, I think it's been a great um, four weeks or so just looking through that um, that section in Scripture so practical um so practical a lot of times people think well jesus was just he was just out there and it it was back then it doesn't make sense man that if you want to see practicality in jesus teaching go to matthew 5 6 and 7 and and you're going to see that so we're wrapping this up um on this teachings but we're coming in to march easter's at the end um of of the next month where do you see us going as we study his word I'm thinking as we move towards Easter, we're probably going to hit on the resurrection. I'm thinking that's a good place to land. Um, Who did you get that idea from? I, I, you know, I've been thinking a lot. I don't know why preachers don't preach about Easter weekend on Easter. Um, but, but we're moving that direction. But um, we're going to spend some time looking at, um, I don't know, the major players seems to be a very crass way of putting it. But um, ultimately, Easter was a showdown um, that was predicted and prepared for for thousands of years. So we're going to spend some time getting to know the enemy uh, and getting to know the champion and then look at why it unfolded the way it did um, because obviously Good Friday looks like the champ just laid down and took an L. And uh, so we're going to look at look at it in that way and then be able to celebrate the, the victory on Easter. Uh, but we're going to begin by looking at the enemy, um, the nature of who Satan is, uh, where he came from, that kind of thing, and then the nature of Jesus and then looking at the the showdown together so uh so it's sports and yeah. so god doesn't care about it but, uh, <laughs> but i think he, i think he does care about this and so i'm looking forward to uh, to that and celebrating on easter with our church family same and uh if you live in the clarksville area uh, we would love to have you come and be a part of of this series we're going to go into and then definitely on easter sunday um we meet over off exit 11 um, just down the road a little bit towards walmart and um Services are at 9 and 10.30. And if you do attend regularly, and we're going to be doing this each week, we'd love to hear any questions that you might have from the sermon you just heard on Sunday, something you're trying to process or figure out. Send those in to us. Um, We'd love to discuss those. Um, Thank you, guys, and um, looking forward to this conversation each week. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for joining us today. If you live in the area, we hope you will soon join us in person. If you were unable to do that, we hope you will continue to stay connected with us by following this podcast and sharing it with your friends. 
For more information, go to bridgeclarksville.com.